Are you a real estate investor looking to break into the multifamily investing space? Have you heard of MLFIN Con happening in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 23rd through the 25th? The Multifamily Investor Nation Convention is a place to learn from over 60 plus high level apartment investors and also to network with over 700 investors. If that's not enough for you, Shaq, yes, Shaquille O'Neal, Barbara Cochran, and Jocko Willink will be live and in-person speaking at this event. Be sure to secure your tickets to this live in-person event as the tickets are going fast. You can even upgrade your ticket to the VIP to have the opportunity to rub shoulders with these high-level speakers, including myself, after their session. Jocko Willink will also be attending the VIP party on Friday night at the event. So go to mfincon.com to find out more details. There's also sponsorship opportunities available too. For details for this event and to purchase tickets, visit mfincon.com. Use promo code LIFEBRIDGE to get $200 off your tickets. That's mfincon.com. You know, there's many times he would come up. He's like, we just got another deal. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And I would go off <laughs> and do what I had to do. Now, I didn't realize that he hated that. He felt like, you know, I didn't care because I didn't understand it. I didn't understand what that meant. There wasn't that communication of here's what it means. I'm excited about our guest today. We are going to discuss something that's not talked about often enough as entrepreneurs, as business owners, as people who are very driven, we don't talk about what happens at home enough. We don't talk about our spouse enough and the support that we need from them and that we need to be offering to them as well as we pursue our entrepreneurial journey, right? Our, our, our businesses, those things. Man, we can be so driven in our business and just let the ball down or let it drop at home, man, it is just not worth it at that point. It is not worth it. You're going to hear me say this in the show, but I'm willing to give it all up if it, you know, and work at McDonald's if it means, you know, my family, right? If it means us staying together and my wife knowing that, hey, our marriage is solid and, and that we love one another. If, if that's what, hey, that, that's fine with me because it is not worth worldly success to lose everything at home. So you're going to hear our guest today dive into that, uh, Julia Barbaro. I'm I'm so impressed with her and Gino. I've known them for a good while now, a number of years, and I've just always thought so much of them personally and their family. Uh, but she's a mother of six and obviously wife of Gino Barbro, who's also been on the show a few times. He's the entrepreneur and co-founder of Jake and Gino, which most of you know. Uh, but together with Gino, they host the Julia and Gino podcast, where they focus on raising a family and running a business. Julia is the author of the Canola's Exploded and a Galato Blast, books for all ages, encouraging responsibility creativity, and decision-making. She's going to talk about those books, obviously, a little bit in the show, uh, but I encourage you to look them up. I, I think books like that have helped me to bring up hard topics with my children, and so it encourages questions from them, right, or allows me to be able to share things with them that I want them to know and educate them about, but in a way they can understand. 
so much easier. So today she's going to break down many things about the support you need from your spouse when you're pursuing a business, right? And some major struggles that her and Gino had early on in the decisions, big decisions that were made to make Jake and Gino what it is today that had to happen from the home, right? In between them two and the communication that they lacked and how they accomplished that. Even how do they communicate with these things with the children? She's going to help us with that today. Julia, pleasure having you on this show. I'm honored. And you know, you and I have already talked about a couple of things, how our families have connected years ago in this industry. And it's so neat how things work out. The Lord does things. But you know, your part in the business that you all have is so crucial. Uh, and it's not talked about very often. And I've taught when I speak often, I talk about my wife, I talk about how she supported me and how it just it wouldn't have happened without it. Uh, and so I, I love your part in this story, how you're helping people to think through these things, you know, the family level, the children, the, the spouse, it's so important. And it's not focused on enough. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Whitney. I just want to first thank you for inviting me on. And I just I want to create value for the listeners. And I just want you to hear me out a little bit. You know, like Whitney said, I have the other side to this story. A lot of you know, my husband, Gino, and he's very successful in what he does, but there is a second part to it. And his struggle is through, well, we'll talk about it through the podcast. I, I definitely want to get into some of the details and the, the, the difficult moments, but it's there. And I just want to give value to your listeners. Wow. Awesome. Well, I want us to just jump right in uh, and I want, you know, you do a share maybe a little bit about, well, I want us to talk about some of the struggles, right? And difficulties and, you know, how, you know, your role in that is so crucial, right? And, and just the family component, the spouse, the support, all those things that, like I said, are not talked about. Uh, let's just jump right in there and maybe you can go back to some of those struggles or when you all were starting your business or some decisions that had to be made, how you all stayed on the same page and what that looks like with children. And, you know, let's jump in. When we're talking now that one of the things that really stood out is when my husband, you know, a lot of, you know, had a restaurant and he struggled with it and I would watch him. So here's the other side of the story. He would come home from the restaurant, dirty, smelling like garlic, <laughs> and he would take off his chef clothes and he just looked defeated. He looked like he was done and he couldn't do it anymore. And this went on for a long time. And I watched it. And so I became aware of without talking, we had a really difficult communication. We, we didn't have the best of communication and I'll get to that in a second, but I was very aware of where he was and I could see he needed a change, but I didn't know what that meant. And so when the day he came to me and said, what if we sell the restaurant and move Florida and we pursue the real estate? I thought, holy cow, in my head, with there's like a, a little window of time when you get the information and what words you speak. There's this little window of time that I think we take advantage of. In that moment, it felt like five minutes that I was thinking. You want us to leave everyone and everything we know to go somewhere because you needed a break from your life here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was thinking, oh my gosh, how could we do that? And I looked at him and I saw the struggle that he was having. He needed he needed a separation. He needed something different. And I just, all the, the only word I came out was yes, of course. And I thought, holy cow, did I just say that? Is this what we're going to be doing? Because here's the thing. In the meantime, as he was doing the restaurant, what he was doing is he was trying to figure something else out. And that was real estate. And he didn't just come home from work and sit on the couch, watch TV, do video games, whatever anyone does these days, go out, go out drinking with the guys. He came home and educated himself. And I saw that with my own eyes. I saw him trying to get to a different part of his life away from the, the restaurant. 
restaurant and into something else. And here's my thought with the listeners out there. If you're trying to explain to your wife or <laughs> get their support, are you showing, are you putting in the effort and do they see it? A lot of times we just talk, hey, I'm doing all this work, but do they see it? And I saw it. That's why it was more easier for me to say, yes, let's take it on because it's scary. I had trust in him because he was putting in the work and I saw it. That's so important. I think about, I know lots of guys who do not have support or there's so much fear in taking a leap like this, right? It's so easy to get burdened, so burdened by the fear and really just hold you back, right? I just stress, I mean, if, you, if your spouse is not on the same page, it's going to be such a struggle and it's probably not going to work because uh, it's difficult getting a business started, right? And it is so time intensive. And so speak to Julia, how, maybe how did he express that? Was this before he said, hey, why don't we move to Florida to do this thing? You know, and that seemed like, oh my goodness, you know, can we really do this? Was he already putting in that time ahead of time? Did you already see this happening? Like you saw, you know, this is something, okay, he's going to be serious about this. You know, something that he's definitely dedicated to. It was going on at the same time because he was struggling. He was doing real estate and he was meeting Jake at the same time. And that was all happening at the same time. I didn't meet Jake, by the way, until far into Jake and Gino, which is interesting. I, I didn't even know who he was. I knew the restaurant had a dish named after him. It was called Jake's Chicken. I'm like, who is this guy, Jake? Like it's a dish named after him. But here's the thing. My husband, he showed me, and this was before our communication, which I told you we we're going to get to, and I guess we'll get to it now. He showed me that he was very cautious on who he did business with. Now he made a lot of mistakes. He chose a lot of the wrong people and he realized it after, but he was very cautious about who he went into business. In this case, it was Jake. He knew what his values were, what how his work ethic was. And I think that's really important. So I knew that. And so I trusted him making the decision. But when I look back, I think I put a lot of trust in him because of that work. But what I could have done, and this is how we plan for the future in our future conversations or our future decisions, is we would look back and we say, man, I should have done, I should have said, Gino, tell me why you want to, like, let's open up the communication. Like I said, our communication really stunk. I just watched him and I said, okay, let's go. But what he could have said to me is, Julia, can you trust me? You see, I'm putting the work in. And that's what we can ask our spouse now is, could you give me, I need your encouragement. We don't ask for our spouse's encouragement half the time. We just expect it. They don't know. I, I didn't know how to. I didn't know what he needed from me because I never asked him. But now in our communication through life coaching and through talking with a lot of people, I realize that I can actually ask for it. I could say, Gino, I need your support at home. I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed out. Here's my struggles. And he will he'll reciprocate. He'll give me his struggles as well. We forget that we can ask the person for that encouragement. And I think it opens the door to a really solid relationship. Asking the question can go so far, right? And even just expressing that you care, that you notice, right? Those things. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned, uh, you know, like overwhelmed at home, right? Uh, it can be overwhelming, this big leap and, and you just, the, all the unknowns, you know, and you obviously supported him and all this process. What about a communication is so key, crucial, right? In every relationship, and especially at home and husband and wife. Did you all develop any kind of communication cadence or like any, how did you all improve that? I would love like the listener and myself to improve this right at home. Even now, as we, as entrepreneurs, man, we're pursuing big things, right? You know, we're pushing, 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 depending on your level of drive. I mean, it's hard to shut it off sometimes, right? And then we, we don't even leave time for communicating, you know, with our, with the most important person in our life. How, how did you all 
improve that uh, and yeah. develop a cadence. Well, it's funny, Whitney, because a lot of times we don't communicate because we don't know how. And so when we don't know how to do something, we avoid it. My husband and I were married for 15 years, I think at the time, when he went to a life coach school, he, he mentioned he wanted to do this life coach. Now, I'm going to be honest, I thought it was this kooky nonsense life coaching where, you know, you think positively and everything will work out. And I just like, well, yeah, you know, go ahead. But what happened was amazing because we had just had our fifth child and I was sitting there and I was exhausted and I was overwhelmed. This is, he must have done this course on, on listening because he came to the couch and he sat down next to me. And I, I just have it vivid in my head. He sat down at the, on the couch and he looked at me and he looked into my eyes and he asked me these personal questions. He asked me one question. And as I was answering him, I was so uncomfortable and I was uncomfortable because he was listening. And I was so uncomfortable. I said, you know, what's, is everything okay? Like, what, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just listening. And I thought, holy cow, we've never done this before. In, in all the, the years that we've been together, when we listen to someone, half the time we're busy, we're doing something else. And especially as a mom, you're, you're, you know, you're taking care of kids, you're cooking, you're, you're straightening, you're doing things at the same time of communicating. And we forget that we literally have to hundred percent focus on the person in front of us. If we really want to listen, because we're used to talking all the time and no one's really listening like we should. That was the start of it. That moment was, I think the biggest breakthrough in our marriage, because it was the first time I felt listened to. And the first time he actually sat and watched me talk in a new way. You know, we always have conversation, but this was different. And I thought, wow, this life coaching thing might be a good thing, <laughs> you know? And then it progressed from there. And, and sometime later, I noticed all the people he was helping. And I thought, wow, this is incredible. I actually want to learn this. And so when I went to school for it, it was like this awareness thing that I, this is amazing because not only it's the listening part, it's the communication. How are we communicating with each other? And so now when I talk to Gino, I'm very clear on what I'm trying to get through. A lot of us women babble, it's <laughs> just the reality. We go off emotions sometimes. We don't really make sense. And my husband can say, Julia, what's really going on? He can ask me the question. And I think that's part of the communication is the back and forth, the understanding of what the person is trying to get out. Because a lot of times we leave the conversation and a lot of times our husbands are confused. And so it doesn't go well. And, and that's the moment, guys, where you could say, do I have this right? Is this what you mean? Is this what you're feeling? We can communicate that back to the person and they could say yes or no. And if it's a no, we can clarify it. And then it goes into our reaction to what's being said. You know, my husband wants to come to me and tell me things, but if I'm going to overreact about everything he does, well, guess what? He's not going to come back. He's going to go to someone else and talk to them. I have to be responsible on how I react to when he's trying to tell me something. Am I being aware of it? You know, there's many times he would come up. He's like, we just got another deal. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And I would go off <laughs> and do what I had to do. Now, I didn't realize that he hated that. He felt like, you know, I didn't care because I didn't understand it. I didn't understand what that meant. There wasn't that communication of here's what it means. Let me sit down and show you. Because a lot of times, you know, being on the other side, I don't understand what it means to get another deal. I get it. You bought something, you know, eventually we'll make money off of it. But I want to share in his excitement, but I didn't know how. You didn't know how that deal affected you and the kids. Yes, it really. And I know that sounds ridiculous to a lot of you, but we really don't understand. You know, I needed him to show me, look, now we could do these things. Now we can help these people that we couldn't do before. And that was the biggest thing was when we moved to Florida, we were by ourselves. And it took me a few years into being here, with, which is only like three years ago, that he's like, listen, well, here's financial freedom. Here's what it means. Guess what? We can help your mom move down to Florida. We can help her with finding a place because we have the money to do it. We can fly the kids' friends down and take care of them for the for the two weeks. You know what I mean? And so for a second, I was like, oh, I understand now. So my husband had to make it that I understood, not another real estate investor, but his wife who doesn't do real estate. I needed to understand it in my language. And it took a while for him to figure that out and me. 
But I'm just putting it out there that if your wife or who, you know, your child or your parents or somebody doesn't understand the excitement behind what you're doing, explain it to them in their language so they could understand it. And then they could share in your excitement. It's like painting that the vision that he has in a way that you can and the kids can understand. On that note, you know, I want you to be able to elaborate a little bit on managing the kids during this time as well, right? I mean, you said you had five kids. No small feet, right? I mean, planning to move, all this change, you know, kids that are already have friends and are established potentially in the community and church and all, all those yeah. things that are so important to us. And now it's like, okay, now we're gonna move everyone. Speak to managing the kids during that time, maybe setting expectations for them, encouraging them, right? You know, how, how we're talking about him communicating with you. Well, you almost have to communicate with kids and uh, as well, but maybe in a little different way too, right? Or painting that vision for them. How did you all do that? So maybe there wasn't massive fear. Maybe they were excited, but you know, how did you all do that? It was a huge challenge. And I think every time we get into a situation like that, you know, when we mentioned it to the kids, it was devastating. And I, and I want to be clear, it wasn't like, hey, we're moving to Florida. It was really a challenge on each one of them and very differently. We have to remember that each of our children are so different. They handle things differently. We need to talk to them differently. They're not a one size fits all. So you couldn't just like sit everybody down and have one conversation or everybody's ready to go, right? It was not. There were surprises. There was a certain, my oldest was like, oh, that might be fun. And I thought, oh my gosh, you are the one that is connected with all the people here. But we did in all in, in a group say, listen, this is what we're going to be doing. But then I had to go separately to each one of them. And it was a challenge for years. It wasn't a, once we got down here, everything was fine. There's still, I mean, we've been here for five years and there's still tears once in a while that they miss what it, what they used to have. And as a parent, we want to take care of them. We want to, we want to fix it. <laughs> Our desire is to make it where nothing's wrong. Everything's happy. You know, it was always great and joyful at home. And what happens is when we do that is we're just masking up what they're feeling. And I had to experience this and learn it. So I didn't know this ahead of time, but I had to realize that I was devastated too. And they needed to see that. They needed to see that their emotions and that what they were feeling, sometimes we try to avoid it. We try to avoid the pain. We try to avoid the fear. And so we pretend like we're okay. But it's okay because we we have to be in that moment for a little while. We have to be devastated and painfully miss our family up north and just like our identity up there. And so I had to figure out over the years how to say, you know what, I'm upset too. And let them see the piece of me where it's difficult. But one of the things too, is that when we're, when we're the parent, we're, we're the leaders, right? We're, the, we're guiding our children and our communication between our spouses is super, super crucial. My husband and I had a lot of disagreements, a lot of arguments through the time. And a lot of us want to hide in the other room so the kids don't see it, but it's good for them to see that. It's good for them to see that we disagree and we argue and then we make up and then we talk about it because otherwise they're going to grow up thinking, well, marriage is perfect. There's no arguments. Everything should be. And then they get into a marriage and they're like, wait a second, this is not what my parents had. They had the perfect marriage <laughs> and they're expecting it as well. It comes back to the responsibility as for me as the mom to guide them as best I can and to say, it's okay to be upset. It's a challenge. It really is. And everything, every decision we make affects everyone else in our life. You know, when we decided to move, it affected not only our family, but everyone that we left. And that's something that we forget. I always like to ask how people like to give back and maybe you can share how you all like to give back but also share about, you know, the books you're writing and, and how you're helping in that way as well. Well, giving back, you know, I think goes back to giving to, to those who need help. And a lot of times we think of the other side of the world. <laughs> we got to go do a mission trip on, you know, who knows where, but there's people in our community. There's people even in our own homes that need support and, you know, start with our children. Sometimes we're so focused on trying to help everyone else that we forget that people in our house are suffering. And that's a lot of times what I have to notice is, okay, I'm trying to help all these people 
around? Am I focusing also on my children? Am I being there for them? And so, yes, I am. No, I'm not. And so I have to reevaluate very often. And then my husband and as well. But then outside of that, sometimes it's the person that lives next door that just needs to be listened to. We think so big that we have to do this amazing thing in the world, but sometimes it's just a person at the grocery store that just wants to talk and talk and talk. (laughs) You know, meanwhile, we're in a hurry to get out of there, but it's that acknowledgement of this person just needs to be heard. And that's really giving back. In my life, I can't go on to a mission trip somewhere else, but what I can do is go to the grocery store and hear the person bagging, tell me their life story. And I can ask them one question and and they feel like you leave with a smile on their face. And that does make a difference. And I think we forget that. It doesn't have to be this great big thing. It can be something so tiny. But through that, I have these great ideas that I tell my husband. And every time I have this great idea, he does more work. I try to avoid, I try to balance my great ideas. You know, I'm, I'm being half joking here. But one of them was, a children's book. I said, you know, you have a, a lot of great books. You have all this education for adults. And I said, we have kids. And we know a lot of people that have children. And what better way to show just decision-making, decision-making responsibility with a children's book. It's geared towards seven to 10-year-olds. Um, we have two books. It's The Cannolis Exploded and also The Gelato Bat Blast. And it's basically something bad happens. And these three characters, we have Responsible Rhino, Creative Caterpillar, and Pity Party Pig. They have to decide what to do. And so all of them take different paths. Obviously, the responsible one, he gets educated, you know, and he goes down that road. The creative caterpillar tries to create something different, like kind of like an entrepreneur. And then the pity party pig feels sorry for himself for way too long. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he makes really bad choices. And, and it's interesting because this is literally what I talk to everyone about, but we just put it in kid form. It's so important as parents or even, you know, it doesn't, we don't have to be parents to, to read it to children, grandparents, aunts, uncles, to open the conversation to children saying, hey, by the way, your decisions matter. Your decisions that you you choose to take will affect your future. And so it's a great, there was even in the back, there's questions to ask and, and which which I love because it's not just a book. It's like, it's a thought processing one. And, and then in the second book, they have Mentor Moose. We have, um, who are you listening to? Because how important that is for children to know is that when we're trying to get advice from somebody, who are we listening to? Who are we asking? If I, the, the kids are struggling with the one, I don't know, with their, their mother, let's say, because that happens. Are you going to someone who has a really bad relationship with their mother? Or are you going to someone who respects their mother and has a great... So we have to think about, and this is adult, who we're getting advice from. Because if we're getting advice from money, you know, we're having a financial issue. Are we going to someone who has solid foundation in finances? Or are we going to someone who is in the same situation that we are? That's something to talk about. And so this is just a kid's version of it. Love that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's super fun. Thank you for being a loyal listener of the Real Estate Syndication Show. Please subscribe and like the show. Share it with your friends so we can help them as well. Don't forget, go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up and start investing in real estate today. Have a blessed day.